This sentence has not been censored. Today, Thursday, January 22nd. This is The World. Hi, Marco Werman. An inmate at Guantanamo publishes a diary, but it's full of redactions. He breaks into tears, but when he says it, he says, I couldn't help breaking into... And then they redact the word. We'll find out what the censors let through. Also today, Saudi Arabia is not the only place where women can't drive. This woman grew up in a Hasidic community in New York. I was 23 years old when I first started to drive. It's not that I was afraid to. I wasn't allowed because I'm a woman. Plus, a cafe where you can relax with cats, except when other customers fight for the animal's attention. Maybe it was just the day I was there, but it was a little bit stressful to to see that. It's all ahead on The World. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA-CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and you are tuned to The World. We kick things off today with Cuba, not with those talks in Havana over how the U.S. and Cuba are going to reestablish diplomatic relations, but with one of the key issues separating the two sides, U.S. policy toward Cuban migrants. As we reported yesterday, if those migrants are intercepted at sea, they're sent back home. But if they reach U.S. soil, they're granted automatic refugee status. Today, the world's Monica Campbell explores this policy from the perspective of some newly arrived Cubans. Forget for a sec that you live in the United States. Know its laws, know English, know what's a social security number, where the DMV is, what the DMV is, all that. And imagine... That's the info one new family in America is trying to absorb quickly in a small conference room in Miami. Now, primeramente, buenos días. Um, bienvenido al Servicio Mundial de Iglesia. Miguel Laguna is a caseworker, a guide at Church World Service. He's greeting new refugees. They're mostly Cubans here. Sí, traten de aprender algo del inglés. El inglés no es tan difícil. He goes over where to study English, how to take the bus, apply for citizenship. It's a lot to take in. That's Ismael Ramos from Cuba. He says this is a country of laws. Everything is organized. He's with his son, also Ismael, and wife, Eileen. Two days and two nights in a small boat until they reached Florida. The GPS broke. They got lost in the Gulf of Mexico. And they left Cuba because they say there's no work there. Eileen says she was a gym teacher making $12 a month, typical in Cuba. The family thought of leaving for years but sped up their plans. Some Cubans worry that better U.S.-Cuba relations will end the automatic refugee status they've received basically since Fidel Castro took power in 1959 and installed a communist government. But only Congress can change that policy, and that could take a while. Still, the rumors persist. After the orientation, Ismael Ramos, the son in the family, says he's excited to be here. He's 23 and wears a Yankees hat. What do you want to do for work here? He says he'd like to be a model, an artist. But he'll do whatever job comes first. His dad wants to drive a truck, like in Cuba. His stepmom will look for restaurant work. 
they're just scratching the surface here. This is the this is the beginning of the basically this is the beginning of the rest of their life. That's Miguel Laguna, the refugee caseworker. He does say this family has an advantage, relatives in Miami. Not everyone does. For Cuban refugees here alone, there's a lot of uncertainty. The first thing that I do is I pray for them. Because to get to a new country by yourself, not knowing what's going to happen when you get here, not knowing, uh, well, if I don't have relatives in Miami, what are they going to do with me? Then when they get here and then they're offered the opportunity to go to another state, some of them have to share the apartment with people that they don't even know. And the fact that they're so resilient and the fact that they want to do that, that is admirable, I think. Because I don't know if I can do that, to be honest with you. Later, I go where Cuban refugees, here alone, are put up until they're resettled elsewhere in the U.S. It's an airport hotel called Extended Stay.